You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The Boss. George Steinbrenner, who passed away earlier today at the age of 80. And uh, as a Met fan, I was always envious of the Yankees because of Steinbrenner, who I have nothing but tremendous respect for. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Take it, Tierney, back on the fan. It's 12.04 on this Monday. Was good all in time. I am all in on hitting my expiration point of being told by Brian Cashman how to process the Yankees' continual October failures. Quote, the tra- this is new. This is from over the week. This is not a regurgitation of stuff that went down months ago. This actually was said over the weekend on the score in Chicago. All right. Quote, How is this not offensive? The truth was, we were four games short of a World Series appearance, but it felt like the way our fan base reacted, oh, he's personalizing things here, Tick, and the press that we got knocked out in the first round. You almost did. The reality was we had a hell of another run at it, but fell short. But that's just the way the New York market is. Now, you take away that last statement about our market, where we are in New York, That sentence, the reality was we had a hell of a run at it but fell short. You know who should say that? The Pirates GM. If they ever stumble upon 90 wins and become a playoff team and get smoked in the wild court. Not the Yankees. Because what Brian Cashman, when he says this, he is obscuring the ultimate point. And the ultimate point has been the roster he has been put in charge of putting together. That was a bit redundant, but you know what I mean. Has not gotten it done. So whatever his perception is, is different from mine. Because my reality is very simple. Against the Guardians, a bunch of 22-year-old kids who have no business based on payroll and experience being on the same field as the Yankees. The Yankees hit 182. Their OPS was sub-650. And they struck struck out 53 times in 154 bats. Deplorable. Now, somehow they won against the Astros, a team that owns us and a team that, I don't know, Every offseason, we kind of gear up to beat maybe one of these years. The Yankees batted 162 with an OPS of 502, and they were swept. Don't tell us that this was a hell of another run. Mm. And I hate to, I don't even know why I care. It's a new season. But when you say that about us, I take offense to that. Well, I think he's trying to put He's a, wrong, well, not us. I mean, when you think about it, there's four teams remaining at that point. And so you finish. I. The question is, did he think that he had a flawed roster uh, coming into 
I guess maybe not coming into the season because I think they thought they had it well, especially after the start, you know, the first 80 games or so of the season. You probably thought, hey, I did a hell of a job here, you know, putting together a roster that's going to win 118 games Dove thought they were going to win. But, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to what happens when you get to where you consistently are. And where you consistently are is in the postseason and deep in the postseason. But when you fall short, and it's seemingly the same way every year, it's hard to accept that you had a good season, right? Because at the end of the day, it is a good season. Like when you when you really chalk it up, getting to the Final Four, uh, you know, the ALCS, is a good season. But when it's the same thing every year, it feels like it's not. I think that's what he's that's what he's trying to hint at. And by calling Yankee fans spoiled, he's kind of not wrong. But when you spend as much money as the Yankees do, when you have the, you know, perceived star power that the Yankees spend their money on, yeah. you're supposed to get to this point. You're supposed to be competing for a championship every year. But to lose the same way, it just gets frustrating over year over year. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm genuinely offended by that because he's basically telling us we don't know what we're watching. And by the way, Brian, I don't think he's saying that. I just think he's saying we st- we still had a good season. But I'm saying he didn't. What are you saying? I'm just saying. We're saying like, in between. I, like, I didn't have a good season. Well, so good about it. Was were you entertained for most of the regular season? Yeah, no, the regular yeah. season was fine. Yeah, so you you got to where you needed. You you had a home run chase. Well, without Judge, I would have been entertained. The Yankees were incredibly nah, boring. Good, judge, true, Judge true. entertained me. But he was there. That lineup was boring he, as hell. But he was there. He was he was good at what but he thank did. God. Nest- Otherwise, they wouldn't even played the Guardian. They wouldn't have been a playoff. Nestor team. Nestor was really good. He was a, you know the story of the year, other than Judge, obviously. Mm-hmm. Respect um, Nestor, no doubt. Yep. And, Who else? And then Garrett Cole. Whether it was the ups and downs, and the, we love him, we hate him. Uh-huh. Right? He, he was. He was interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Cole's very good. I right? always defend Not Cole. Not beyond reproach, but yeah. interesting. Yeah, it, right. He gave us something. Strikeouts. He gave he gave some things to like champion him for. Other things to just get pissed off at him about. Yeah, um, especially early on in the season, which subsided, which was fine. But it was entertaining. It was a really good season. There was a lot to be excited about as a Yankee fan. But the the ultimate goal was unfulfilled, and Yankee fans are so desperate for that fulfillment since they haven't won a championship since since 09, that regardless of any of the good that happened, the good stories, the interesting things that kept us engaged all season long, mm-hmm. we just chalk it up as failure. So in some ways, mm. I know what he's saying, even though mm. even though mm. it's, it's, it's a little bit too dismissive of the fact that you keep losing at the same spot every year to the same team. That's what bothers. It's dismissive, and it is... Again, I think it's offensive. I I was at the game. I was at game three. Uh, I think it was October 22nd, right? Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you. Of the the ALCS. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, I was so bored. The Yankees got three hits. I mean, now my son doesn't know the, because I was at the World Series in 96 when they clinched it. He doesn't doesn't know the, he's eight years old. So to have a playoff game, he loves the Yankees, awesome. If he knew what it used to be like, he would have been like, Dad, this is horrendous. And he still was a little bored. It was awful. It was a funeral. If you were at that stadium, you felt it. I said it on the air that Monday. Three hits? I mean, again, it's it's. I think what Cashman's doing is he is 
undermining our ability to process high-level quality baseball, okay, and get separation from the disappointment of falling short of our stated goal, which is a championship, Mm -hmm. uh, which I think we're all rational enough and smart enough to do. He doesn't do that here, and he never seems to do that. He throws it all in one big blender and just serves it up in one sloppy take. So what would you rather him say? I'll tell you. I mean... All you have to say is we fell short of our goal. We had a good regular season, and uh, you know we we just we we our offense was beyond our offense was in a coma mm-hmm. the entire. I mean because it was, dude. When you hit one sixty two and one eighty two in two playoff series, and you get swept, and then you say that we're spoiled. I don't know how else to construe that other than. Like, maybe we're looking for different things. Maybe he just doesn't want to win because, and I know he does. That, that sounds ridiculous. But if he wants to truly win, on no level can that be accepted. And when you say that we're overreacting or the New York media is being unfair or we're spoiled, on some level you're saying that what we're saying is not true. Mm-hmm. And it's a thousand percent true. I mean, don't misremember how boring these games were. Yeah, no, they you, couldn't string together two hits. And I don't think, I don't think you're, I don't think he's trying to do that. Maybe what was he, he doing? Maybe he's. I think he's trying to acknowledge that the season was was. It fell short, obviously, but it was a good season, and there was there was a lot to be excited for in this season. But again, yeah. falling short of a championship when you're the Yankees yeah. has repercussions. But apparently for him, it doesn't. I think his memory is a little selective. Mm. I mean, that's, that is not uh, uh, an accurate depiction of what October was like. It was awful. Uh, Will's in Port Jervis. What's going on, Will? Yeah, um, I'm talking about the um, Yankee with Brian Cashman calling us fans spoiled. I mean, how dare he? Like, Tiki, you made up an excellent point when you said, we're so used to the Yankees winning. Look at the Reggie Jackson days. Look mm-hmm. at the Ron Guidry days. Yep. Look at Thurman Munson days. When we were winning, we expected to be in the championship. We expected to win the World Series. And we did. We haven't been there in 14 years. You know, what are we supposed to do? Say it's okay? Yeah. No, it's not okay. Well, I mean, the question is, do you think he's trying? Is he doing the right things? And because he feels... Because it feels like he won't admit the mistakes. Like think how long it took to get rid of Joey Gallo, right? And, and now Aaron Hicks is presumptively the starting left fielder for the for the Yankees. I still don't believe that. I know he said it. I still can't believe that and, until I and see it. Josh Donaldson's going to be the third baseman. His defense is what it is. That's fine. But it, he was it was nobody at the plate this year. I mean, a couple of games, a couple of little stretches where Susan said maybe he's coming out of it. <laughs> Every time he had home run, maybe he's coming out of it. It never it never held. Um, that's not a knock on Susan. It's just the reality. Of- he had more ill-advised backflips yeah. where he thought the ball was going out of the, yeah. over the fence than he actually had big moments. So I, I, I think that this team is flawed, obviously, mm. and he probably knows it. But he wants this. He wants us now to don't be treat us like idiots, though. But he wants us to be excited about it. Okay, and, well, and, well, give us something to be excited. I'm excited for the season, and that's the and that's the issue. I'm excited for the season. We're, I we're, can't wait. You're excited for it, but you don't really trust it yet. I don't. I, I don't trust it yet because there's still pieces that are here that I think need to be either gone or completely relegated to a non-fact. Like, if you don't want to eat the money, I mean, that's one thing. He can't be a starter. There's got to be somewhere in between. Yeah. Like, all right, we don't have to get married, but we could have a fourth date. Like, I, I don't understand why it's like, 
all the way over here or all the way over there. Uh, that bothers me. No, but listen, Teague, I love baseball. I can't wait for the season. Uh, I enter every season optimistically. Aaron Judge is going to be a beast. I want to see who emerges at shortstop. Could be Volpe. Could mm. be. Uh, I, I just want to see where they are. They, I think their rotation has a chance to be phenomenal. I think the Yankees' rotation has a chance to maybe be the best in baseball. Yep. I really do. Yeah. But that is independent of his characterization of what we watched a couple of months ago. That is not accurate, and that is not, uh, are you just not acceptable are you just to me. offended because he said you were spoiled? Yes, <laughs> I am. Uh, yes, precisely. Listen, you know me by now. When somebody packed, I'll get to you in one sec, Patty. I know I punched you up. One, one sec, buddy. I view this as I view this as a personal responsibility because I know how many sports fans there are out there that if they had this microphone, they would say the same thing. Like, I don't just let that blend into the ether. Well, I'm on the radio, and I could go to any game, whatever I want, and pretty much get great seats because we're the home. No, I'm talking for the Yankee fan that Brian Cashman is talking about. I just, I'm going to always do it. Pat, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, what's up, guys? You're Pat. absolutely right. For Cashman to come out and say this, this is this is the capital of baseball, New York. We're, we're the Yankees. I mean, how do you come out and, and take a shot at the fans like that when we're not getting anywhere? It's been since 2009, man. This is too long. And, it, and it, if we start opening day and we have Donaldson, Hicks, and IKF in that starting lineup, <laughs> then Cashman failed us as Yankee fans because that, that team, is, that's not a winning team. With with those oh, no, don't get me wrong. They're a winning team. Yeah, the regular yeah they're going to win ninety six games. Right, but that doesn't mean anything anymore. They wouldn't, you know what I mean? Enough yeah. is enough. Let's yeah. go out there. Let's go get another World Series and let's cut the cut it out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like enough is enough. And by the way, Pat, Pat, I do think it's almost presumptive or borderline arrogant. And some Yankee fans are arrogant. That's fine. Um, I don't expect World Series. I I think that because. My entire youth, there were none. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, one of the callers from up in the Bronx so what mentioned. what do you expect then? I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah. The, like the Reggie and the Thurman stuff. Like that was right before I started watching. So I went really from my entire childhood up until the year after college with no World Series. I'm not one of these Yankee fans who grew up on chip after chip after chip. I grew up on heartbreak after heartbreak, really. I expect problems to be addressed. Hmm. And I expect progress and the Yankees, I'm sorry, when the Astros just keep punking us year after year, don't tell me there's progress. There's not. There's not. He gets swept. And Brian Cashman's telling us that we're greedy. No, we're just tired of getting embarrassed. Let's get John at Bedminster. What's going on, John? Yeah, m- my head's going to explode. I just don't know where to start with Brian Cashman. I mean... His approach, his arguments have more holes than Swiss cheese. I mean, he's got unlimited resources at his disposal in a, for one of the greatest, the greatest franchise in baseball. Making the playoffs, it just changes a little, right? That's your, that's your minimum. So from one standpoint, that's, that's one way to look at it. Number two. I've always found that blaming the customer when your product doesn't satisfy them really isn't a way to go. Hey, I'm fine. You're not happy with that job yeah. I did for you. Yeah. Keep paying me though. I mean, That's wow. honestly, it's, I just, I just don't get it. And I remember I've been a Yankee fan too, during those disappointing years that you uh, talked about. And uh, of course I remember the mainly because George would, you know, shell out, 
unlimited uh, resources and then sabotage himself by firing the manager every two days. <laughs> but I remember why and how Brian Cashman was first hired. He was hired because George got tired of arguing with the likes of Stick Michael and Bob Watson. And I remember when Bob Watson was working on the Knobloch trade, and he was dragging his feet, and George wanted that trade done in the worst way. Wait, no, the Watson so, wasn't with Nobby. Did you say Watson and Knobloch? No, Watson was there in 96, obviously, and then Watson was gone. Nobby was after that. You say, Did you say Watson? Yes, I know. I know, but he I'm was sorry. working on a trade at the time, and George didn't like the fact that he was dragging his feet. So he put out the rumor, you know, George used to do this, right? He'd have his people go to the press and put out the rumor that Bob Watson had a bad work ethic. So Watson said, screw this, I'm out of here. And voila, as oh, Brian Cashman, yeah, bro, voila, as Brian Cashman, you know, who was, I guess, getting coffee or something at the point, to uh, to take over for Watson's role and basically be George's sock puppet. You know? Well, Not yeah, but then, but John, listen, I, I, listen I, I get as emotional as anybody. Brian Cashman has proven mm -hmm. to have some, some great baseball acumen. I mean, again, it, this multiple conversations here. The Brian Cashman, when he first rose up the ranks, and, you know, the Brian Cashman who doesn't seem to be able to trade for pitching, um, which always seems to come back and haunt us. And he, pretty much anybody he's acquired via trade really doesn't work out too well. Uh, but, but then there's also the Brian Cashman who handles, up until maybe now or the last year or two, New York media with grace, mm -hmm. and he's very giving, uh, and he gets the market, and he's got a good temperament, doesn't overreact. Like There's a lot of good things about Cashman, but then he does this, and it drives me up a wall. It drives me bonkers because it is so inaccurate. Mm -hmm. It really is. It's, and it's not a one-off. We can live with a one-off, but it's every year it's like this. It's, they, they lose the same way. We're known for being polite, so we give you a chance to talk too. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. All right, 1228 back on the fan. This is the Tiki and Tierney Show, 877-337-6666. So obviously, as we get a little deeper into the week, we will start to gear up for the old Super Bowl. But what we're dealing now is uh, another disc for Mr. Cashman, who apparently does not respect our baseball IQ <laughs> or our ability to interpret what we have just watched. According to Brian Cashman, this was over the weekend on the score in Chicago. Man, if he ever said that here on the fan, I think it would be anarchy. Uh, basically, that season was a success mm. and that it's always... Now I paraphrase. I mean, he's not wrong. All right, stop. It was Please a success. Stop, with it. stop. I'm just saying. Oh, it could have been worse. They could have lost to the Cleveland Guardians. They could have not won. You know... You do <laughs> okay. ninety nine okay, games. Okay, okay, listen. There are certain times. You could have not signed Aaron Judge. There are certain times where our certain roles on the t on the show <laughs> have to come to, to light, and there are certain times the other guy, I don't want to say lay out or acquiesce fully, but needs to understand the pecking order. Are you are you are you are you claiming to be the voice of the people, and I, therefore you need to express your anger in the appropriate manner? Well, that, yes, that I Brian, guess. That, yeah, that, well, that you Brian put that. Cash, yes, that Brian Cashman forced you to have to express. It would be like me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Laying out to an extent of, oh man, Tiki just showed me this this footage during the break. And he, he doesn't know what the robber is. He doesn't know what this, you know, he can't diagnose what a defense is. Tiki's wrong. <laughs> No, I just think I'm not that saying you don't I'm not take it personally like we do. Yes, that's it. That's the difference. That's it. That's it. Because I, I look at it and say, God, I really enjoyed this Yankee no. season. You're it's, also you're also too close to it, though, BT. What do you mean? Yes. Too close to it's, it. You're, too, you're way too close to it. As a Met fan and to see what Brian Cashman has done over the decades of him working with the, Met, the, with the Yankees. You yep. would take it? Oh, my God. Like, yeah. Okay. I, I get that. I do understand that part of the equation. I do. But... I would now like to flip this and maybe personalize it while it's not happening yet. It could. Let's say the Mets keep this run up, and even if they don't win 101, but 95, 97, mm-hmm. 92, 98, 100. Like, they're really, really, really in the mix for the next five, six, seven years, right? And they don't win a World Series. And for a couple of years, they keep losing to a team that owns them. Uh, and... Every time they play them, they get less and less, uh, or I should say, more and more impotent. Where the gap is 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 clearer. Yeah, that other the team is getting, getting deeper. That you're not getting team, closer. That other team is getting better, and you're staying the same. That's not going to bother you. Uh, but, oh, and by the way, then Billy Epler, if he's here still, uh, at that point he should be because that would be a lot of success. Billy Epler says, "Yeah," in so many words, Hoff, Evan Roberts. These guys don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> it was a success. How would you react? First of all, I won't have that issue because if you heard Steve Cohen's latest quotes, he's going to go above and beyond and has no problem spending. Okay, we'll and has no play problem the game for a moment. If you oh, can. but if I was in that game, yeah, listen, yes. I got to be honest. Yes. If I had track records of, of, of playoffs every year and I had World Series, I'm not really going to complain as much. I'm just not. I'm really not. Okay, so complaining, though, is also different from interpreting what we watched. Like, there is not a single Yankee fan who processed both of those series in a positive light. They but, hit 182 but and you, 162. Can I tell you the biggest problem with, with Yankee fans right now is yeah. you guys want the world. The world is coming in about a year. 
It's called every single prospect that you guys have are building mm. is going to be on this team. The Cabreras, the Volpes, the Jason Dominguez in a few years. Yeah. All, they're all ready you're to come you're up. You're confident about that, huh? Oh, my God. Because the Yankees never whiff on prospects, ever. Their track record is impeccable. It's flawless when it comes to Yeah, but just, because it, just because it was bad Glenn in the Frazier, past. man, when is he going to go in the Hall of Fame? Nick yeah, Johnson, it, when's that going to work out? Just because it was bad in the past doesn't mean Ruben it's going to be Rivera. bad in the future. Well, I agree with that. That's no, I do agree with that. Hoff, was the Mets season a success for you? Yes. Why? That's a ridiculous take. Well, they won 101 games. And the they Padres got to the playoffs. smacked you silly. Okay. That didn't bother you? Wait. When was it? Before that, when was the last time we went to the playoffs? Okay, Do so you the, think so that you're we were all, we were almost a division. We should have won the division. We kind of had a semi collapse at the end. We almost won a division. No, there's no semi. You yeah, guys, okay. guys <laughs> choked and gagged. Uh, you know. Oh you yeah. Ga- you gagged. Hey, listen. Neither of us won the World Series. Well, that's true. But we, it's apparently I want to win the World Series more than you because I'm see, not that's, happy with you, the way the season ended. No, but your expectation. And listen, my expectation every year wants to be. The Mets should be a contender for the World Series up until last year or even the year before that. I never had that feeling because the owners were so inept. Cohen's changed that. Yeah. You guys, the Yankees have that expectation. We need to be World Series champions or contenders every single year. That rightfully so. It doesn't happen. But I think I think what Cashman is arguing is that getting to the ALCS is contending. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I know what he's saying. But he's basically saying we were four games away from getting to the World Series. Yes. But if you watch the four games, you weren't, I mean, you you weren't you even were, in the same universe as this yeah. team again. You weren't even close. You weren't yeah. even close. You, you ran through a buzzsaw. It happens again. And if the Astros same weren't, there, if you, if if the Astros weren't there, I would have felt very comfortable with whomever the Yankees faced in the ALCS. Right. If it wasn't the Astros, they didn't get there. I, I, I don't know. You didn't, right? Exactly. Okay, it but, happens. Yeah, the sports are unpredictable. Yeah, but how about this? Say if the Yankees played somebody else in round one. And they would have lost. Not the Astros. And they obviously beat the Guardians. Okay. And they lost early, right? You could have very easily sat there and said, you know, if they would have played the Guardians, they would have won. But they almost didn't even beat them. Like, that's what you're missing. It wasn't just the Astros. (laughs) They limped and crawled to the most ugly victory against a team that has no business being on the same field as them. You make it sound like the Yankees need to be a juggernaut every single year and just wipe the floor with every team, and then here's a World Series. Congratulations. No, that's, that's not, not true. That, But no, that's no, no, what you no, make no, it sound I, like. I think I'm a little the different. Gar- but you, you just said that. No, 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 Wait, no, no, the Guardians no, no, may no, just sweat no. it out. Oh, my God. It, they're a competitive team. They're a young, scrappy team. And they have a great skip, and so we know this. Exactly. Right. Right. They're 22 years old. They have no experience. they got one great player on the team. That's, I mean, that's completely moronic statement. Do you know that team? Do you understand? the pitching staff on that team? Do you understand the young youth that's on the team? The, the scrappiness of that team? Yes. They're a good team, yes. and you just totally ignored them. No, no, it's ridiculous. Saying, what, what, I hope they win the World Series this year <laughs> over the Mets. <laughs> Listen, the things they do well, the things that I wish the Yankees did well. They had a bunch of guys with 20 steals. They don't hit a lot of home runs. No, I, I respect the Guardian style. I really do. I like the way I, I like the way they play. It's just that, listen, I think, I do, th- I'll grant you this, Hoff. There are Yankee fans who are unrealistic and who are um, their presentation and their reaction and their handling of failure is a turnoff. I, I, I'll give you that. I give you that. What I'm saying is there is middle of the road. Like, you can be unhappy and express resentment and angst about the, the present, you know, if this was last year in the moment or the future, whatever, without being 
you know, some arrogant, stuck-up, non-rooted-in-reality Yankee fan. Like, not every Yankee fan is the 24-year-old kid who only knows wins, or 30-year-old who only knows wins. I was about to say, the 24-year-old doesn't know much. Yeah, that's true. That's why that's how I revised that. Those extra six years matter, you know? <laughs> oh, boy. 8-7-6. Cashman, like, and, you know, he's just feeling him. He's like, yo, I got the extension. I don't care. That's why. What, what, that's, what are you going to do to me? Yell way, at me on the radio? That's why he can say whatever he wants on 670. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Say that on the fan. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Get him on the show, Hoff. You know what, Hoff? You know what? Get him on the show. Won't you book Cashman? Not after what you're saying about him. Why not? I'll, I'll say it to, to him. You. I'll say it respectfully. Oh, no, I, don't. I, I don't think he wants to talk to you, though. Well, <laughs> hey, you don't know unless you ask him. I still have his number. I don't think I really used well, it much. I have, it. Well, no, I, I have no chance if I reach out to him. At least maybe Hoff can, you know, I'll control give him into a... Uh, listen, you know I'd be respectful. I'd love to have him on the show. If you're going to go... Here's the thing, and I mean this in all sincerity. And I hope it's our show, but I hope at the very least it's our station. If you're going to go on a station in Chicago and say that about us, I think you owe it to us to come on our station and either contextualize or walk back or double down. I think that you owe us that. Mm. I do. He was having fun. Got away from him. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. And the ball game's over, and the Giants have won Super Bowl 46. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, Tiki and Tierney back on The Fan on this Monday. Cardinal Roberts coming up at 2. Uh, we got you here for so, a little more than an hour. 877-337-6666. Now, the Cashman comments were really buried in the week. I didn't come across them. A lot of Nick stuff. Obviously, the huge story with the Nets, Kyrie getting dealt. Uh, you know, started transition to the Super Bowl after a week of, you know, relative non-activity. Uh, with that, Aaron Rodgers, you know, all the quarterback news. This this really just burst on my radar midway through the show. Mm-hmm. That's something that he said on the score in Chicago. I, I find this incredibly interesting. I really do. Uh, 877-337-6666, again, is the number. Angelo on Long Island. What's up, Angelo? How are you? Hey, good afternoon, guys. Hey. So bear with me. Don't, don't hang up on me because I'm a, I'm a passionate Yankee fan. Okay. Love, love to win. But I, but I have to tell you, you know, what team has made the playoffs 20 out of whatever it was, 22 years um, out there? And, and you can't win every year. It's hard to win the big, the big title. You know, who thought the Phillies were going to be in a World Series? Who thought? Who thought Washington was going to win it a few years ago? Even the Braves two years ago. They were probably like the sixth top team, that, and no one was really picking them to win. So I have to say, you know, as a, as a Knicks fan as well, I love the days of Patrick Ewan. We, we kicked butt. We won over 50 games a year. We, we made it far into playoffs. I would do anything for those days. So I'm just trying to be practical, saying hmm. I'm happy we can make the playoffs. I think they do the best they can. Um, and, but, you know, you can't win it every year. It's just so hard to, to be that top team. Um, and then BT, if I remember correctly, last year out of the gates, you kind of weren't happy with the, with the what the Yankees look like, and I agree. But first week of June, I think you committed a whole show to apologizing to, to Cashman, unless I, I'm not mistaken. Oh, uh, you know, listen, I acknowledge that uh, the start was certainly more so than I thought. I was happy to to, to acknowledge that and say that there was a chance that I was uh, possibly a little bit too hard on Cashman. Yeah, I said that. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I just think it's so. It's just. If it was the opposite. If Yankees haven't made the playoffs in 20th, I think I'd jump off a, a, a building, you know. So I'm just very, 
satisfied. I want them to win. Again, I want them to, to win World Series every year. It's just, it's just so much harder today. You know what it is, though, Angel? And I understand that. I certainly acknowledge that checkpoint. It, it's a different toll booth. You've got more mm-hmm. cars trying to squeeze their way in. It is not the old days where the Rays are awful and there's monster financial discrepancy. Um, you just have an automatic ticket to the World Series. It's different. We know that. I think what's bothering me the most is that they keep losing the same way. They're just not changing things. And, you know, maybe bringing in Brian Sabian, maybe that changes it a bit. Maybe there's an acknowledgement internally, not that they've told us, nor that they should, but maybe amongst themselves they're like, guys, we're, we're a little bit too married to these numbers. We've got to do things and we've got to immerse ourselves in a little bit of a different part of the pool while still relying on numbers, but incorporating this or that. Right. That's fine. I'm open-minded. That's cool. I can't wait for the season to start. But don't tell me we don't know what we're watching. Hmm. I take that as a personal affront when Cashman says stuff like that. Yeah, I don't think he was trying to trying to but say you know that. What I, mean? I think it was more he was saying we're spoiled because we think it's a failure. And I think from a fan standpoint, it can be a failure. But this is what you know, uh, C Mac and those guys were, and Lugauer were talking about out in the in the in the in the newsroom. As a fan, yeah, it feels like a failure. But as a general manager. You're not saying that last season was a failure, especially relative to the other general managers who are, weren't even close to getting to where you were. Well, first of all, nobody's going to come out and say that they're doing a horrendous job uh, them- about themselves. True. Who's going to self-scout like that? But I don't think he did. But did he do a horrendous job? Or, or a subpar job. But did he do a subpar they, job? Yes, I think he did. How? They were did in you the see AL- the end of the season? Yes, but they were in the ALCS. I understand where they uh, al- were. Almost in spite of themselves. Okay, who put the team together? You say in spite of themselves. Who put the team together? Because of how they played in the DS, right? They they played terrible in the DS. They easily could have lost that series. Like, they should have, and they played terribly. They played worse than the CS. Uh, yes, but they still got there. And so, okay. so we'll give out a ribbon like everybody else. Uh, yeah. Oh, you finished ninth in the track meet? Here you go. Here you go, little Jimmy. Here you go, little Susie. But all I'm saying is Can't that give from, out his, the trophies. from his going to pers- feel left out. From his job perspective, <laughs> his if his internal evaluation of his job. Yes. Hal Steinbrenner is saying, Cash, you did a pretty good job. That's that's what he's saying. Mm, okay. Counterpoint. Go ahead. Is he saying that now? The extension obviously he thought he did a good job because he the gave extension. a contract. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, the extension implies that he thinks or that he is yes. doing a good. Okay, yes, but you don't think that there's something to be said for number one familiarity and comfort level, of course. Okay, and course. number two, a lack of desire to have to start the hiring process. I don't think that's appealing to Hal because mm. Hal is not in the trenches. Well, so he knows broken. they're going to win 95 games. He knows there'll be a playoff yeah, team. It's not broken. He may as well roll with the guy who's been doing it for two decades. Yeah. But if the guy who's been doing it for two decades is not evolving, which is why I, I know they played in the morning, but what I said, I don't even know what day it was, Brian Cashman has not earned the right. You know, when I had that to rebuild this team the way it needs to be rebuilt, I didn't just pull that out of thin air. I was reacting to the inability to to address such apparent weaknesses. Mm-hmm. That's you know, that's yeah. where that quote came from. No, I get it. And and, and again, it maybe maybe you're right, but Hal thinks he's doing a really good job. Or he doesn't want to be bothered with interviewing people. Or he thinks he's doing a good well, job. It, it comes down to that question. Like, all right, you're going to get rid of Brian Caspin, and then what? Yeah. I think when you go through that exercise and say, okay, and then what, it just it becomes a little bit more complicated than just, all right, find the next great, you know, up-and-coming general manager candidate or someone who's, you know, ready to leave whatever their situation is. No, I understand is. that. It's just, I think I think it's harder 
it's harder to do than it actually sounds. I agree with that, and I wasn't advocating for him to be fired. No, really, but you know, what the they were talking about. No, but when the fired, contract was up, I think I, it's evaluation of the job that he's done. Yes, that, but also more directly when his contract was up. Remember, he had that press conference. He was not on the contract. Remember the end of the mm-hmm. year, which was odd? Yeah, but he, Remember that? he had to have, I mean. Well, but it, I, it wasn't announced. Well, that wasn't, it wasn't he still I, getting a paycheck? I, I, I don't know. I think it was just a leap of faith and a great trust yeah, and a bond I think or whatever. He, I think he said, I got a paycheck, even though he was, because his contract ended in like October, right? Yeah, I thought he said he didn't get a paycheck. Either way, he had not officially resigned. And at that point, you know, given the optics of the playoffs and the constant, inability to construct a team that made more contact and was built in more I don't know, of a championship way. I was certainly open to finding a new GM. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to run from that. I mean, has the man been bad? Of course not. I've also said many times he's a Hall of Fame executive, and Yankee fans scoff at that. No, he is. He's got multiple championships. He's been doing it for 20-plus years with the Yankees. The man's built the Hall of Fame executive candidacy. Doesn't mean that it's still working now. Yeah. But it also doesn't mean that it won't work in 2023. I get it. There's a lot of different answers. Just don't impute our, like, I don't know. Don't attack our ability to process properly and leave emotion at the door when we watch it year after year. Like, we are a little bit better than that. Johnny's up in the Bronx. What's up, Johnny? Hey, what's up? Um, I think Sandy just being a little bit too sensitive with these Cashman comments. I mean, all right, he said what, it was a good season. You know, I understand that the goal every year is the World Series. Didn't get there. It's been a while since we've been there. But, I mean, why why are we getting so crazy about these comments that he said? Because I, I, well, I, I don't agree with him. You don't have to get crazy. I mean, it seems the fans are the only ones allowed to be sensitive. You know, the players, I remember Judge being uh, criticized for saying that he was upset the way Gallo was treated. Mm -hmm. And everybody was like, oh, back in the day, the players were this, the players were that. Uh And now it's like, oh, they're sensitive. The fans have been sensitive forever. When are we as fans going to... You know, man up and be like, okay, he says this, big deal. All right, well, listen, man. You know, criticize criticize him over the like the moves he doesn't make, which I I I think I know you do. I think if Steinbrenner was there, it would be a different story. He'd want these players; they would get these players. It's different now for. Warm. I think fans just need to calm down a little bit. Stop being so sensitive. All right. Well, listen, John wants some more. uh, uh, What's the word? Fairness, uh, equity, yeah, a more cohesive society. Yeah, well, as we pertain, as it pertains to sports, Yankees fans want a championship. Well, a Yankee long. fans would like a championship. I think Yankee fans would also not like, or, or, or would enjoy not being. But were you entertained by the season? The answer you is keep yes. Keep asking me that, and but most times my yes. answer is no. Yes. Except for Judge's pursuit of the home run record, it was boring. Oh, no, there was a lot. See, to, I watch to like him every night, and my eyes were drying. <laughs> they were so boring. But isn't that baseball? Is, no, is it, no is not, it, not for some of these other it, teams. Uh, yeah, but isn't I didn't think it, the Mets were boring this year. Uh, I thought the Yankees were. The Mets got a little bit boring at the I end. I didn't think the Mets were boring. Yeah, they did. At the end of the season, they got a little bit boring. Boring. Well, were they oh, boring because really, they weren't winning, or were they boring because they were just boring? No, because they couldn't. They weren't winning. Like it was just, it felt like the, everything that they did at the beginning. They won more they, games than the Yankees. I know that had us interested and engaged. Yeah, they stopped doing. Yeah. Well, listen. I think that you're. I think what you're doing is you're assigning a level of theater to the Yankees without at least offering up the caveat that it was largely produced by one guy. 
Yeah. You take away Aaron Judge's but, nightly heroics, what are we watching? But wasn't that the reason to watch? I mean, that's not the reason why I, I want to watch good baseball. Not inept, you know, runners in scoring position, a uh, small army of strikeouts. No, I don't want to see that. Mm. That's boring. Now, when we get, when something like last year is bestowed upon us as a fan base, like, you know, whether it's Dwight Gooden when he first came up or with the Mets or mm-hmm. Aaron Judge last year, like that is that is so special and so timeless and so amazing, but it shouldn't offset some of the other issues. And maybe for some it did. For me, it didn't. And if Aaron Judge didn't do something special, not only were they unwatchable, but they weren't going to win. I mean, it's not like it was 10 years ago. It was a couple of months ago. We forget this. They were <laughs> tough to watch. I don't know. Maybe I'm just alone with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.